0: parenting is hard few of us feel up to the task the world is shifting quickly and dramatically all of us feel the changes affecting our families the stress and pressure can be intense we are here to help sort the good and the bad provide insight and bring hope welcome to brilliantly brave parenting we're so glad you stopped by
1: hi i'm pastor brad matthias and i'm here with my co-host robert Beeson. hi brad And we are Brilliantly Brave Parenting. This is the last episode of season four, and we have a special guest today. We do. I'm excited. I'm going to act
0: like he's not sitting
1: right next to us. We're going to pretend like he's way far away on Skype, but really, he's in studio. He's one of our favorite people. He's a return guest. Yes, he is. That makes him pretty special. Or he just likes to hang out. I can't. I can't tell for sure. I don't <laughs> think it's that, Brad. <laughs> I just think he's really special. Yeah, I think he is too. Our guest, what's his name, Robert? His name is Varon. Pastor Varon. Pastor Veron Carter from Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome to Brilliantly Brave. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here again. So, Varon, as as punchy as we are, we've been through a whole season four recording this week, there's a lot going on out there. Yeah. There's a lot of things happening in the world, things that are making parents nervous, mm. Um They're getting people unsettled, and I know uh, there are parents right now that are listening to this podcast, and they are trying to figure out what's safe for their kids and their families, whether it's school stuff, whether it's church stuff. There are just so many different threats now in the public of our society that it's really hard for them to remember some of the responsibilities of spiritually parenting kids. Yeah. And I know it's in your heart and in your wife, Vanetta's heart, to really raise up your kids yeah. um, into different callings and things. So I know we talked before the show started that that's on your heart. What What are you feeling today would be important for, for parents to remember?
2: Interesting thing. I, you know, I last time I was here, um, I had a parent of eight kids. I'm still a parent of eight kids, uh, but three of them are married now. Out wow. of the house, yeah.
1: I'm familiar with that that yeah. experience, yeah. Yeah,
2: they're all, uh, you know, those three are out of the house. One uh, is in college, um, away at college. Another one just graduated high school last week, and then I've got three little ones. We're that Brady Bunch plus three. Um, and so it's interesting because you've got all these generations within one uh, household, and as a dad— I've got to figure out how to navigate that so that at some point they're all going to be out of the house and they've got to figure out how to make this life work. Mm. And that's hard because the culture is crazy. It's warped. It's ridiculous. it's it's uh, It works against the kids. And one thing that I, that I, as I was kind of coming here today, I'm thinking, you know, Lord, what is it that... What was my technique? <laughs> what was my expertise? And I realized I didn't have any. <laughs> um,
0: but Join the club.
2: Yeah, you know. But I think what I... What I've tried to do uh, to answer your question directly is prepare the kids to think on their own. Hmm. And uh, I learned that from, you know, we were talking before about studying my kids, but I learned that from realizing that at some point daddy can't make the decisions for you. And so daddy tries not to, but what daddy can do is help to navigate the process to think it through. Because when they're in school, high school, public school, homeschool, whatever it is, I'm not there with them. Mm-hmm. So if I don't prepare them and say, here's how you process that question, here's how you process that picture, that conversation, here's how you process that situation, if I don't do that from now, they get out there and someone's going to tell them how to do it. And uh, I might be the wrong person. I'm so glad that you brought
0: that up because I think that's, that's something that I wasn't prepared for. I have two now that are out of the house. Yeah. And um, you go from parenting to kind of coaching, but letting them fall. And what does it look like for you? Give us some examples of things that you've done specifically, if you don't mind that, that have helped transition from the, the, the completely involved daddy does everything and takes care of everything and solves everything and whatever to allowing them some space or some rope to, to make their own thing happen. Funny.
2: My wife uh, said to me the other day, Maybe two days ago, she said, you know, I, I encourage the kids to come and talk to you, but they're afraid to talk to you because they know you're going to ask them questions. <laughs> and that's what I do. They'll come and they'll ask, hey, dad, can I do this? Or, dad, I want to do that. The first thing that comes out of my mind, I probably has to do it with my paralegal, you know, law background <laughs> there. But I ask a question. Why? Why do you want to do that? Well, because all my friends are doing it. Why are they doing it? Uh, you know, and and then the more questions you ask, the more they have to start thinking through the why. And so, I I think I got into the habit of never answering the question for them, which frustrates them, but it's helping them to think through how do I answer that question? Hmm. You know, how do I, yeah, what is the why? You know, what is the reason? Why can't I have that engage in that friendship? Why isn't that right for me? Why do I want to go to that party? Mm. You know, and, and very specific, I had a uh, one of my daughters uh, had a really difficult time, really challenging time in her life. And uh, I can't go into the, all the of detail. Course. but she couldn't get herself out of the hole. Mm. And somehow she got on the phone with dad and dad started asking, why? Mm. Why this? Well, because. Why are you going to make that decision? Well, because that's what I feel like. Well, what if this happens? I didn't think about that. Well, what if that, what if you, you know, and it's, it's for me, it's that process of sitting down and making a five minute question last uh, uh, five hours. Yeah. But by the time you get at the end of the five hours, that kid walks away having processed it for Mm themselves because there are going to be a time when they can't reach me Mm -hmm. when it's more urgent. And if they don't know how to process it with some support, Mm. how are they going to do it by themselves? Hmm. I love
1: that. I'm listening to that and I've, I'm thinking immediately, number one, this is going to take some sacrifice of time. Yeah. You know, be patient Yeah, to, to parent this way. Yeah. And two, you're teaching them to fish.
2: Yeah.
1: Right. You're not, you're not just doing it for them. Yeah. You're not stepping in and just saying, obviously this is what you should do. So if you're willing to invest that kind of time in really equipping your, your kids yeah. to reason yeah. through a a decision to think through the, the options that are out there and the motivations. When did you start that? I mean, is that something you did right away or is that adolescence?
2: No, I've got a eight-year-old at home. She'll be eight later this month. We're in June now. And I've got a 21-year-old as my oldest. The eight-year-old can answer some questions. Eight-year-old can't answer the 20-year-old question. Sure. But eight-year-old can answer the eight-year-old question. And so... Daddy can solve anything. I mean, you guys are both dads. You know, we, well, we know course. it all. We can, know we've got everything. all the solutions. Yeah. We yeah. know everything. Oh. 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 Yeah. Um, but even though I can solve it, sometimes and you, you, sometimes the kid has to scrape their knee. Mm-hmm. Daddy's there to make sure it's not a broken leg, but they might have to scrape their knee. So at eight years old, there might be a friend question that they have. Hey, I'm, I'm being bullied here. or I'm, you know, sitting at the table with this person. This person keeps yelling at me. Well, why, why, why do you still sit at the table? Well, I don't know. <laughs> so eight-year-old can process a question. It's a different question. And then 21-year-old might have a marriage question. You know, my son is, is up in uh, planning a church in, in Iowa now. His questions are going to look different than eight-year-old. But it's the same questions. When do I start it? As soon as they can start answering questions.
0: <laughs> That's pretty early. It's pretty yeah. early. How do you deal with, um, let's say that they... They have made a decision and it's not the right decision, mm-hmm. but they're old enough to make the decision on their own. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be quiet and mm-hmm. silent about that sometimes. And I'm speaking from experience. This isn't just theory to me. I've, I've been in those situations. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you, when they come and say, they won't give you credit for like, I should have listened to you, mm-hmm. but they realize that they've made a mistake. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's hard as a parent to not jump in and go, I told you so.
2: But I do. Do you really? I do. I am a big proponent of I told you so hmm. and, and and I okay, do unpack And people that. say you know you don't say that no, you do say, I do say that. why? Because I need them to understand that Daddy has insight into your life that you don't have hmm. because I was, I was thinking, you know, it may not be the best analogy in these times, but there's an old Cosby show episode where <laughs> uh, he's he's biting into a cake or something like that that his wife had made and then he hears the wife coming down he covers that space with icing so that no one knows that he took a bite out of that cake. And that's how we are in our lives. There's holes in our lives and we can put nice icing over it to cover the hole so no one sees the holes. God gives parents a divine insight into their kids mm-hmm. and the kids will hide it and they'll fake it and they'll, they, they won't really acknowledge that we actually do know. And so what I do like to say is I told you that this was in you. I told you this is your direction. You see, remember we had that conversation two years ago? And hmm. the kids will stop and they'll say, yeah. But what that does is that reminds them is that their parent does have insight into you. You can pull the wool over your own eyes. You can fake it. You can put on the mask. You can tell I us think what think you're you,
0: pulling it over and, our eyes.
2: And think you're pulling over our eyes. But I want to always say, nope, here's the point of reference. You know, God did that. God said, I, I told you back here, if you do good, you'll be blessed. The I told you, you did, not to eat of that tree. I told you not to do it. And I told you what would happen if you did. <laughs> yeah. And then we do it. And then he reminds us. And then he reminds us again. So for me, I do pull the I told you so or I told you. I don't do it as nana, 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 but I do it as remember. I'm looking at your life. I've lived with you for 20 years or 10 years or eight years. Mm-hmm. There's things I know about you that you won't admit about yourself. Mm-hmm. And you do need to know that if you really want to know what's in your heart, Allow me to be a part of that Maybe process. Maybe I'm a good
0: reference point. I
2: might be a really guy. I might have seen things that you didn't even see. Mm. That's really good. And it's countercultural to like
0: this best friends mentality that we have in our culture sometimes of like, all right, it's okay. Everything's going to be, you know, I mean, that's a difficult conversation. As difficult as it is to say or to not say you really shouldn't do this or to ask those why questions we want to say you shouldn't or whatever. I want to solve it. You want to solve it. It's just as difficult to, to jump in and go, I told you. Now, yeah. you want to, let's unpack that. That's a yeah. difficult conversation to have. But I think yeah. we've talked a lot on this podcast about the investment of time in our kids, and that's how, according to Brad, that's how you spell love. Yeah. um, I spell it l o v e, yeah. He says T-I-M-E.
2: He dropped out of
0: school. I understand. I early. understand. But I, I understand his thought sure. um, because I do think that it, it requires to guide our kids. It requires time. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes is not the easy road, right?
2: The kids come uh, for me. And like I said, my, my wife will say, "You know, they, they're, they're, they're afraid, quote unquote, they're not afraid, but they don't want to come and ask me or say this to me or admit it to me because it's going to take more time. <laughs> they understand this conversation with mom might take five minutes, with dad is going to take a couple of hours. But that's what it takes because for me, I'm taking you on a journey. Here's where here's where you are, here's how you got here. If you ever get to this cross world or something like that, how would you process it differently? Wow, what a thought process for them. Here's where I am, I did stub my knee, it did hurt. Man, I, I, I'm somewhere where I don't wanna be, but this might come about again. How do I make a different choice? Mm-hmm. If I solve it, they'll never know how to do that. Mm-hmm. One day I'm not gonna be here. They've got to be. That's my responsibility as a steward. I, God laid on my heart listen, the, I don't own the kids. They're not mine. I don't own my wife. She's not mine. I'm a steward. So I've got to treat them the way God would design them to be. And I take it seriously.
1: That's very apparent. You know, I'm listening, uh, Varon, to kind of how you're describing the interaction with your kids and really investing in them. That's what you're talking about. But you're also. There is a temptation to just answer the, the question or to just solve the problem for yeah. them and get back to whatever yeah. you were you were doing. It reminds me of pastoring. Yeah. This is a lot like pastoring, is it? It is. Yeah. Where sometimes you can see a solution for someone, but if you were to just offer that solution without them learning to process, yeah, persevere and to go through the the steps of discerning God's will for themselves. You've just trained them to come to you yeah. instead of God.
2: And with kids, I'll, I'll even say I think it's a little bit different because if I answer their questions, I probably repel them because they probably don't want to hear my solution. And it probably tells them, eh, I don't want to go because he's not going to tell me what I want to hear. <laughs> I really <laughs> want to do the other thing anyway. So dad's desperately, you know, desperately definitively telling me not to go to that or not to date that guy. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hear that. So next time I gotta date that guy, I'm not gonna to come to him. <laughs> you know. I, I would be a fool to think that they would follow everything I told them to do anyway.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting, right, how different each kid really is personality wise, very and much so. How they respond. Uh I know with mine, yeah, you know, different children require mm. different amounts of time. Yeah. And they had different tolerances yeah. uh for that processing and yeah. sort of teaching moments. Uh, my oldest really liked that. Mm. She really thrived off of that sort of learning by processing. My my middle child, you know, she not so much. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> she sure, was, she yeah. wasn't digging this at all. Yeah. Uh, she just wanted to answer. You sure. know, just just tell me, Dad. Yeah. Um, so I've had some similar parallels with you. Caleb, my youngest, you know, he, he's pretty mellow. He yeah. listened. Um, so it is really unique, right? It How,
2: is and and when they walk away i've helped them process it's up to them to do do something and they're either going to listen not listen they're going to follow not follow they they stub their knees and then we have conversation maybe a year down the line and hey you see that you see how that turned out remember mm-hmm. when we talked in the room about when you were start just starting you know yeah they didn't want to hear it or whatever but i've got to have it yeah. Because I'm stewarding their 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 lives, I'm I'm caring for their souls, and I'm preparing them for the real world. Because, like you said, when you open, the real world has some issues, mm-hmm. and someone's going to teach them. I'd rather it be me.
1: Yeah, I, Robert, I know you and I. Uh, Robert's six kids, my three. Um, I got we, you both beat. Yeah, 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 you do exactly. So <laughs> I win that one. We're we're in the. Uh, it's not a competition, Vron. Is it not? <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, you win. Right? So yes, <laughs> we're just gonna we'll go just on, concede. You know, we're just conceding just that <laughs> point. You win. You have the most kids, and uh, so you get the the bragging rights, the star. Yeah, I, I mean, as we we've all raised kids, so between us, we're looking at almost twenty kids, right? I mean, we're looking at nineteen kids, something like that.
2: I'm not a math guy. I'm yeah, a I'm pastor. Not I'm not sure. I <laughs> okay, have six, so we're, we're I at nineteen twenty <laughs> kids
1: with my grandson. I mean, that's a lot of kids, yeah. and. And none of them react the same way yeah so right you know there are there are principles of parenting right yeah. these bigger structured ideas that come from the bible and from scripture and yeah. uh common sense you know which is rare anymore i you know all these these principles are real and they can be applied to families but they can't be identically right you can't put a template down yeah because each child is unique and uniquely made you know psalm 139 stuff yeah. right so as you've kind of walked through that I, you've had to have had different responses from among your kids did you find that some responded quicker than others to this or, or were they all just generally yeah
2: no I mean yeah I, well i've had i have have had the I've had the blank stare kid you know the kid who just stares, and it's like I know he or she's not. I know they're not listening. Yeah, you know? Then I got the one who will talk. Then I got the one who will talk over me. <laughs> you know, and you know, yeah, it's it's different. But there's some that I'll sit in in the house and have the conversation. Some I'll take out. We'll go and we'll have a meal. You know, knowing mm-hmm. your kids, right? I'll go and we'll sit at a at a restaurant. We'll talk. You know, maybe that that's a better forum. Some we sit in the office. I bring them to the church and sit in the office and kind of be formal. You know, some will do all we, Yeah, Yeah
1: you know,
2: it's, it's just knowing who it is And what it is And what the situation merits And how, 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 how long we're gonna be Or some of those things But yeah, you know the, Most of them don't respond with Great, dad, thank you so much For taking yeah. those two hours. I, I love, don't think I've I ever heard that I've never <laughs> never heard it But then it's funny I'll hear through the grapevine Usually through my wife yeah. Hey, did you know so-and-so did such-and-such And I say, oh, wow That's what we talked about a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. They will never say, dad, you said, but- No,
0: or you catch them telling somebody else. Yeah. Well, I think that we oh, yeah. should blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. you know, like, oh, yeah. I said that. You yeah. may not give me credit. Yeah.
2: But I like that because that means, man, they listened. And that's what that's I want. Right. I don't want the credit. I want to see them thrive. Mm-hmm. And sometimes my advice is wrong. And there's been time I've given advice and it didn't work out the way I thought it would. And okay, there you go. How do you deal oh. with that? <laughs> whatever I'm 47 years old it's like you're not my life <laughs> you know but my and I, and I say that jokingly but listen we try yeah but I think it teaches them that yeah I'm not perfect but we can so still so you process. go to
0: them if, if there was something like look I, maybe I didn't make the right call on this yeah do you, I've done
2: that before yeah not often <laughs> But I've done it before.
1: Yeah. So what you're saying is you're not politically correct at all. I am probably. You're you're like, no, I'm just. I'm I'm dad, and you're gonna have to deal with it. Yeah. I, you know, I think there's a, a need as we look at parenting from a father's perspective that we have this sort of vision for our kids yeah. that we see beyond the here and the now. Really, that's what you're talking about. Absolutely. You're looking way down the road. Yeah, absolutely. And moms are really, really focused on the immediate, the needs of the child, like yeah. nurturing. And dads have checked out in in mass in our generation. Yeah. Like a lot of dads don't even think about this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Their kids are more of a, a – an annoyance, to be honest, right? You know, they have other things in their life and so sure. they kinda push this off on mom. Sure. So it's encouraging for me to hear a dad say, Look, I'm investing this kind of time yeah. into training my kids how to think, how yeah. to process life. To be to- a leader. Yeah. In their home. Yeah. Um, so I mean, kudos to you, bro, for for doing this. Listen, and- I
2: also I have seven daughters. And so Two of those daughters. I just daughters. can't get my head around seven yeah. daughters. Isn't that a movie, yeah.
1: Seven Daughters for Seven Sons? It is, like actually. It. Okay. It All is.
2: Right. Those those two of them are married, but five more can potentially be married. And what kind of guy do I want them to have? Mm. I want them to find a guy that has the integrity that their dad has, which means I've got to live it. Mm-hmm. You know, talk about church world, man. I've got, to, I've got to live what I'm saying. I take that seriously. They've got to be able to look at dad in the pulpit, at home, in the grocery store, at the school, and see the same guy. That's right. And hopefully what that means is that when they look for a guy, they're looking for a guy who's the same guy. I tell my girls all the time, I don't care what he says. I don't care how he looks. I don't even really care what he does. Look at the character. And when there are holes in boyfriends, I usually say, look at the character. If you don't look at the character, boys could pull the wool over your eyes. Mm -hmm when you look at the character, most people are not going to stray very far from their character. And when you talk about right or wrong or what the advice is, that's usually what it is. When it comes to relationship, it's teaching them how to look at the character of the individuals that they're... Whether friendships, relationships, mm-hmm. character. You got to look deeper. Mm-hmm. And that takes time because girls don't want you to talk about their friends and their you know relationships. But if I'm dad for real and I'm looking down the line... I'm saying you might be bound with this guy 40, 50 years. You better know that character because you got to live with it.
0: Let me ask you this. With older kids, you see them making a decision that, that it, it doesn't have to be dire. Mm-hmm. It's just like, oh, that's probably not the best thing for you to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and they don't come and ask you your opinion.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Where do you insert yourself and go, have you thought about this or do you not?
2: Um. I do because uh, usually my wife finds out one way or another and she'll mention (laughs) it. And then I'll pray, all right, Lord, show me how to insert that. Interesting. Yeah. You know, and there are times when I'll just, listen, I'm not politically correct. There's times when I I will bluntly say, hey, I heard you're going to do such and such. (gasps) They don't want dad to know that. Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. And I I have to because being politically correct means oh, I'm just I'm I'm afraid I'm I'm, I'm your buddy and I don't want to ruin the relationship. No, let's ruin the relationship. Let's get get you right. And you're also teaching them that
0: that's okay to not be politically correct in relationship. Yeah. Sometimes you got to say the hard stuff Sometimes or ask the hard questions.
2: Yeah. And that's how you get the real. That's how you get to the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. And then if you're gonna make a bad decision, make it, but know that you processed it mm-hmm. and make it. With, with, oh, We're going to do this. I'm going to do it. Yeah.
1: See, that sounds like a good parenting book right there. That's how you get to the nitty gritty. Hmm. That sounds like.
2: If like, you use that royalties, there's, yeah. a, I, I think,
1: there's a percentage. <laughs> yeah. I mean, for real, I think parents are afraid. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I think they're afraid to make mistakes. Yeah. I think they're afraid to upset their kids. Yeah. And I think they're just afraid in general. Yeah. And so it's easier just to be paralyzed than to do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like let's just get the status quo. Let's just get through this day. Let's get through this week. Yeah. I get that. I'm like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if you really think about all the weight of parenting that's on you and you trying to figure this out on your own, it's gonna overwhelm you. Yeah. You're just gonna it's gonna paralyze you. I and I you and I both See parents like that, right? As yeah, pastors, yeah, all the time. What do I do? What do I do?
2: If I can say, I know our time is probably you know we're good. All right, but I'm you sure know, notes. I think about my 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 kids and other things near to, dear to my heart. And you know, this is the gifts, developing their gifts. There's gifts that I see in my you know my little girls. They all sing. They do music, and they, you know my my older girls. You know they have gifts and interests and things that they I know is in them. And so I've also got to set them up for career. W- what are you going to be doing in 20 years? How are you going to make a living and what's going to bring you joy? And so they'll make a lot of decisions which take them away from that. And I have to give them advice to keep them focused on where their gifts are.
0: Hmm.
2: You know? And it's I've got to think down the line. I can't check out, because they don't know how to get to where they're trying to get to. You know
0: so what does that look like give us an example
2: um it's funny one daughter she um when she grew up she wanted to be a vet I don't think she's listening to this podcast but I'll, I'll throw it out she wanted to be a vet and you know I'll, she loved animals she was good at it I'll encourage him being a vet and then she started making some weird decisions and choices of other careers she wanted to do and I would ask well you know why are you doing that what does that look you know how does that have to do with what you're trying to get to. What you've said is... What you've your, said is yeah. your career. What you've always said was your heart and, oh, yeah, well, and she'll make something up. Okay, well, go ahead, do your thing. And it's funny, um I think it was last year she, she made a statement and she said, uh she thanked, you know, it was one of these sobby things and I don't like being sobby. I don't cry <laughs> or anything like that. But she said something to the effect of dad, thank you for... Taking the journey with me of all these weird career choices that I've been taking and never judging me for it, mm. allowing me to explore. But I'm, you know, going to college now and I'm studying such and such. And and when I saw what she was studying, knowing her character, in my mind I said, that's it. She found it. Mm. You know? And it's walking through with her and asking the questions, allowing her to process that. And then years later, to hear her say, Yeah. You know, you you, you were right, mm-hmm. or you know, you were there with me. Look what I'm doing, and to know, wow, that that does for that, that's it's in her. I mm-hmm. see that one. I didn't see all this other stuff. I'm not going to tell you not to do it. Enjoy. I'm going to tell you what the journey's going to look like. But when she when she landed, and she's not done yet. But right. where she's landed, oh man, that res. I know it's in her. Mm-hmm. That fulfills that. That mm-hmm. makes total sense. What you saw, what I saw, mm-hmm. which which is why I asked these other questions. And it's that's the that's the joy of parenting.
0: Because as kids, there's all kinds of fancy things that come along, and like, yeah. oh, that looks good. That's shiny. Yeah. I'm going to do this and that. Yeah, I was squirrel. there. Squirrel, squirrel. Yeah, exactly.
2: I was there. Yeah, of course. And I didn't have the guidance that I would have wanted from a dad to help me. Hmm. And so, Lord allow me to be that for somebody else
1: yeah well we've been talking with Pastor Veron Carter and uh his seriously
0: ex- one of my favorite persons I, I just yeah, love talking awesome. to you you've got a lot of wisdom man appreciate it thank you
1: yeah so he's got 10 kids I mean God had to give him 8 extra wisdom yeah
0: 10 you're added to no eight.
2: 8
1: no it's 10 because you and I are here yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> you just got that, dude. Yeah, don't tell my wife that yeah. he's got ten can- No, <laughs> yeah, he, no know. he
1: doesn't. <laughs> we don't want some to get out of my car. Yeah, <laughs> no, he really has eight biological children, ten in the room. Okay, um, I, I just you know listening to this, there is such a hesitation, I think, for men in particular to back off from really having voices in their kids' lives, and and so often it's characterized as too strong, too controlling, too overwhelming what I'm hearing you say is a balanced approach where you're not authoritarian with your kids, but you are challenging them to do more than just answer the question for them. You're, you're asking them to answer the question for themselves Yeah. and you're starting young and you're allowing that to become a pattern in their life so that when they get older and you're not there, they have a a framework to base their life decisions on. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. Uh, And I, I really want to just encourage the parent that's listening to this. If you're a a wife, have your husband listen to this podcast, you know, have her, have him sit down and and maybe both of you listen to this and say in our life, you know, are we taking the easy way out every time and just giving a quick answer because it's, this is going to take time. Mm -hmm. There's a sacrifice in this kind of parenting, but I can see the dividends that you're describing and and look in your eyes as you're describing That is just priceless. So uh, thanks for coming into the studio. Thanks for the invitation. Yeah, being a part of this today. Robert, any last thoughts?
0: No, we just love you, man. And just every time you come, you share something that resonates. And so, um, and I love that it's authentic. It's not something that you just learned in a book. You're living this out. And so we appreciate you.
2: Amen. Thank you.
1: All right, everybody. Thanks uh, for being a part of this season four of Brilliantly Brave Parenting. Please don't hesitate to share us with a friend on social media or to let a family member know that we're out there. We rely on you and your endorsements and encouragement. So God bless, and we'll see you next year.
0: Be encouraged, parents. You are not alone. In Paul's letter to his son in the faith, Timothy, he writes, "But I am not ashamed, for I know whom I have believed." and I am convinced that he is able to guard until that day what has been entrusted to me. Brilliantly Brave Parenting wants to be an encouragement and support that parents can rely on. Would you consider liking us and sharing us with a friend? As a part of the Tween Gospel Alliance, we are a non-profit organization dependent on the support of friends
2: like you. Thanks for stopping by. We'll be right here next week.
1: Well, we're very excited to announce a partnership with the guys that we know from Boise, Idaho, Robert.
0: Yes, we are. New release today. They're fantastic. Very, very relevant for what's going on. If you want to discover new music in the Christian realm, that's kind of the only place to go.
1: Yeah, and not only do they have amazing music and amazing reviews and just a lot of information about Christian artists, but they are creating with us a brand new devotional product call it IRL Resources. Do you know what that stands for, Brad? I found out. You didn't? What does it stand for? It stands for in real life.
0: That's exactly right, Brad. Very good. In real life, because a lot of times we have these standard devotionals that you know that, that we see, and, and we thought that it would be kind of cool to use their expertise in Christian music, couple that with actual scriptural and devotional thought that digs you deeper, not only into the song, but incorporates it into real life. And so it's a very vibrant and very awesome resource for families and for pastors.
1: Yeah. And so if you uh, have a preteen or a teen in your home and you're looking for a new devotional to do weekly, we have a digital subscription online at IRLresources.com. It's very inexpensive. The first study is free to check it out. There's nothing to lose. You should go there and see what's the latest thing in Christian devotional. Absolutely. You won't regret it
0: Check us out at ishineLive.com.
1: What our kids believe is going to define them for a lifetime. According to George Barna, by the age of 13, what a kid believes is what he'll die believing. The Shock and Awe Study Guide is a super cool thing that either a
0: parent can do with their kid or a youth pastor can do with their students or a children's pastor can do with their students. And here's the cool thing about it. It is apologetics for kids. Wow. So it's the really huge evidence and thoughts of apologetics wrapped in a way that is really tangible and simple for kids to understand, answering four primary questions. And they are, what if there's a God? What if the Bible is true? What if Jesus is who he said he was? And what if I'm part of that plan? And we believe if you can answer those four questions and you are drawn through evidence proving those four questions, that really it's going to it's gonna establish a pretty unshakable
1: foundation of faith. That sounds very helpful, especially if you're a parent or pastor and you're concerned about the condition of your child's faith, what they believe, what the voices of culture are telling them. If that's you and you're interested, go to iShineLive.com and check out in our web store, the Shock and Awe Study Guide. It has a digital cloud video base. So it's four studies in a small paperback, volume for nine dollars and it has four videos that go with four studies it can be done in a weekend it can be done over a month or it can be done bi-monthly however you need it it is a fantastic resource that i have used as a pastor in my own home church and i have been impressed so check it out check it out